0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين وأصلي وسلّم على أشرف خلق الله سيدنا وحبيبنا وقرة عيننا محمد بن عبد الله صلوات الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم جماعين أما بعد ما تيلي بنا في بروتاسس السلام عليكم الله وبركاته مبارك كريم to all of you my dear listeners and I welcome you all to my first podcast series brought to you daily إن شاء during the blessed month of Ramadan. Ramadan 2015 I ask Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to make this the best Ramadan that has passed by us so far and I ask Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to bless us with many years of being closer to him and I ask Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to make every single Ramadan better than the one before it InshaAllah ta'ala So my dear listeners as you as you sat standing walking however where you're listening to this podcast what is going through your head in terms of receiving this blessed month of Ramadan? What are your intentions? What do you intend to do? What do you? How do you intend to come out of this month? What preparations have you done for this month? Are you motivated enough? Do you really feel that like this month will be the month where you will open a new page between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Do you intend to make this month that month that is a divider, is the buffer zone between old you and the new you Insha'Allah ta'ala a new you that is closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this month does do that in terms of motivation, are you motivated enough to make enough effort to try to attain everything you possibly can in terms of reward, in terms of getting closer to Allah in terms of trying to get the forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala well this is exactly the point of the series I hope to share with you all all these small little golden treasures from the Quran and the Sunnah to help motivate myself and you all my dear listeners over the next few days I'd like to by the grace of Allah and the mercy and the help of Allah try to share different aspects of Ramadan different aspects of the the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Quran, or the hadith of the Prophet to help kind of give give ourselves that little imam booster that we need every day to keep us motivated to keep um, praying and getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we'll cover things such as different forms of prayers and how to, be, to pray better, how to make the most of Ramadan different things that you can add to your day in Ramadan that will not hinder you from doing your daily activities but add a little bit of more blessings to it add a bit of more closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during that so that you're benefiting to the best of your abilities to maximize your usage of time and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us all attain and do all of this so that inshaAllah we attain his mercy and whoever attains the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will inshallah by the grace and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enter Jannah because ultimately that's what it's all of, uh, it's all about Today, inshallah, I'd like to share with you all some of the virtues of this beloved, blessed month of Ramadan. And I guarantee you, by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that inshallah, after listening to this, uh, after listening to today's episode, you will inshallah be more motivated to work harder and achieve and strive more towards maximizing your efforts towards attaining the rewards of Ramadan, inshallah ta'ala. Today I'd like to cover six different benefits of this blessed month of Ramadan. Six different benefits that are from the Quran and the Sunnah. All six will be life changes, But one may be more materialistic than the other five, but it's still a reward of this blessed month nonetheless. First benefit of this blessed month of Ramadan is the forgiveness of your sins. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Man sama Ramadan imanaw ihtisaba, ghafara Allahu ma taqaddama min dhanbihi." So what the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says in this hadith, "Whoever fast male or female fast Ramadan imanan, out of true faith and iman in believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of true um a submission to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that it is one of your pillars and that you have to do it not because everybody in the house is fasting everybody at school, work, environment, the city the country are fasting, no, you're fasting out of your own fulfillment of the obligation upon you as a Muslim so that's what it is, you're fasting Ramadan iman, in belief of your obligation wa ihtisaba, so you're here fasting out of own conviction that this is obligatory upon you and you will attain the reward. You're not doing it for free you're, you're there greedy for the reward from Allah Subh'anaHu Ta'ala, seeking that reward from Allah Subh'anaHu Ta'ala. so naturally by that you're going to do it to the best of your abilities <laughs> So the Prophet says so long as put Muslim brother or sister are fulfilling their obligation by fasting Ramadan out of unconviction of their fulfilling their obligation and at- greedy, greedy for attaining the reward will have their sins, all their sins from before that moment completely wiped off forgiven. So how easy is that? You fast 30 days out of full conviction fulfilling your obligation seeking the rewards from Allah you will have every single sin in your past wiped off but somebody might ask and say well I wasn't able to fast every single day I had uh, I was traveling I was ill whatever the reason is that prevented you so the Prophet ﷺ gave you another opportunity so in another hadith by the Prophet ﷺ, he said من قام رمضان ايمانا غفر له that sounds exactly like the first hadith except one word change so here the Prophet ﷺ says من you know the tarawih. The tahajjud, all that prayer after Salatul Isha that happens in the masjid, this is referred to as Qiyam al Layl. Qiyam al Layl starts from after Isha right to the moment before Fajr. So if you were to pray every single night in Ramadan out of conviction of trying to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of belief that you're doing this for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not because other people are there, not because the whole family decided to go to the masjid and you're just tagging along. No, you're going out there full faith that you're doing something for the sake of Allah seeking that reward Allah will take, will wipe off all your past sins. But again a question might pop into your head and say well maybe I was not able to go to pray Tawi every single day in the masjid. Well that shouldn't stop you. Do it at home. Pray at home. You can pray one rakah, you can pray three, five, seven, eleven, you can pray twenty-one rakat it doesn't matter go there and do whatever you can pray as much as you can for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you don't feel that you've got enough time you don't feel that you've got enough time to pray 21 rakats pray five pray three pray one but pray something and it's all about quality not quantity make do the best if you can you don't know you don't memorize the quran pick up the quran and read doesn't stop you pray Hold the Qur'an in your hand and read. Continue. But as long as you keep that momentum going, doing that every single day to the best of your abilities, if you can add one raga extra, you can add another two or three, so long as it's kind of odd numbers, by all means do it. Because the reward for that is immense. You have all your past sins wiped off. What better way for you to start off Ramadan by having the intention to do this and wiping off all your bad deeds? But let's be honest, 30 days, we don't know what could happen over the 30 days. We might not have an opportunity to pray every single day. We might not have an opportunity um, for whatever the reason is. Even if it's just one rakat, which I'm sure you can just pray and quickly do one recant, at least in level intention, then that's good enough. But if you did not have an opportunity like that, then the Prophet did give us another chance. In another hadith by the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wa he says Man oh, Allah. It's exactly like the first two hadith, but the Prophet sallallahu has changed Ramadan and Siyam al Qiyam by by saying Qiyam Laylatul Qadr. Laylatul Qadr is another benefit of Ramadan which I'll visit in a moment. But in this hadith the Prophet sallallahu that okay. says one of the other ways of having all your past sins wiped off will be you praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Laylatul Qadr Laylatul Qadr on the odd nights and the last ten days of Ramadan if you were to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of your abilities on that day then Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah Almighty will wipe off your past sins and when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wipes off your past sins He converts them into good deeds and so your good deeds all will tip much more hugely and immensely by the end of Ramadan inshallah ta'ala now again we don't know what will happen to us we don't know over the next 30 days what could happen could we we might end up being quite busy on the odd nights of Ramadan the last 10 days of Ramadan we might be busy from fasting we might not be able to fast every day we might not be able to pray every single day and we might have missed out on this and it is therefore important imperative that from this moment you have full sincere intentions that by the grace and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so long as he gives you the power and health and the strength to do it you will do it have intention that you will fast every single day have intentions that you will not you will not let a day go by without you praying Qiyam al have the sincere intention that Inshallah Ta'ala you will double up, you will go up a gear during the last 10 days and then you'll go even a higher gear up on the last odd nights have that intention, just have that sincere intention right now in fact pause this and just think between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, help me Ya Allah, allow me to pray, allow me to fast, allow me to worship you more on Laylatul Qadr. This way, with that sincere intention, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will reward you, even if you did not do it. If you intend to do good, and you did not do it for whatever reason, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will still give you the reward of it. Maybe not to the extent, not as much as if you were to do it. But then again, nothing is beyond Allah Subhanahu wa Ta-A'la. He can give you the full reward. But you'll still get rewarded at the very least. As if that was enough. But there's another benefit to Ramadan. Oh, four more others to go. But this one's quite special in the sense that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guarantee you that you will have an unconditional amnesty and a protection that you will never enter hellfire. How amazing is that? You will never, ever come near Hellfire or be exposed to it in any way, shape or form. That's amazing, isn't it? So the Prophet ﷺ says, So Allah wa ta'ala will relieve the necks of his slaves from Hellfire every night. So he chooses people. Out of the 1.7 billion Muslims, he will choose certain people every single night. And write them in a special record. Where these people, if your name's on that record, you will never enter Hellfire. So, how, what criteria does Allah Subhanahu wa Taala base His decision on? So it is said that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala ينظر الله إلى قلوب عباده في أختار So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will look into the hearts of all His believers, all His worshippers, and all His slaves, and then He will look and choose. Those with the purest hearts Those people who hold no grudge against people Those people who are most forgiving and merciful upon others Those people who live a state of spirituality with Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. A state of connection with Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. You will be sat there during your al You'll be sat, stood there during fasting during the day You'll have a moment between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where you're asking and supplicating to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You'll be seeking his forgiveness. And at that moment, you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive the sins of everybody who's sinned you, everybody who's wronged you, anybody who has spoken about you in the past behind your back. And you just say, oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I forgive them. I no longer hold any grudge against them. Please forgive their sins. Please forgive them. And at that moment, you're living a spirituality between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you're trying to be muttaqi, as in fearful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fearful of his punishment, whilst seeking to please the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's a very, very broad definition of taqwa. But just for the, this point, is sufficient. So you, at that moment, you'll have that moment between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will choose you. Yeah, that's right, you. Abdullah, Muhammad. Ahmed, Fatima, whatever you are, whoever you are will name you by name and tell the angels to write down your name but how how would that happen I mean you'll never find out the question is you'll never find out did you attain it or not I mean this Ramadan you could live for another 60 or 100 years after that and you could be quite bad scholars have described the outcome or how Will, what will happen to you after your name has been written on this? So what will happen is that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will guide you to the right path. Your good deeds will forever outweigh your bad deeds. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will create ways and means to to nullify and wipe off all your bad deeds, so that Inshallah Taala you will never have to be exposed to hellfire in any way, shape, or form. Inshallah Taala. That's the second benefit of Ramadan. That's the second opportunity that you could reach. So in essence to gain this benefit, have a moment between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and just grant a a royal pardon from you. A a pardon from yourself to every single person who has sinned you. Every person who has wronged you, everybody who's said anything bad about you. You just sit there and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, oh Allah, I have forgiven them. And have the intention and sincerity that you will live a state of spirituality to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It doesn't mean that tomorrow you will start growing a 10 foot beard and and you'll be praying all night. It doesn't mean that at all. It just means that you will be watchful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fearful of his punishment. Fearful of committing a sin. But more quick towards trying to gain the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. More quick to read the Quran. More quick to pray. More quick to say good things. And very fearful of saying anything bad. So first, wiping off all your bad deeds by Siyam, by Qiyam, by worshipping Laylatul Qadr Second, amnesty and protection from entering Hellfire you'll be guaranteed a lifestyle in this dunya that is more compliant and more in accordance to the way Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala wants for you. Now the third one, multiples of good deeds. Now there is a hadith by the Prophet ﷺ narrated by Salman al-Maliki Salman al-Farsi sorry Salman um, al-Farsi The hadith is somewhat a weak one it's still quoted by the uh, imams of many masajids especially on the night of Ramadan the night before Ramadan or the last khutbah in Sha'ban. Um, it goes along and states that <coughs> doing a fardh, a compulsory or an obligatory prayer like dhuhr, asr, maghrib, Isha, fajr doing that is equivalent to doing seven. is equivalent to 70 prayers uh, obligatory prayers out of Ramadan so for instance dhuhr if yeah I mean just as an example dhuhr if we were to give it one good deed and I'm sure it's not one good deed, you mean you got all the tasbih all the tahleel, all the qira'ah, there's loads of rewards in it but just on the assumption that you only get one and one good deed is always multiplied by ten Allah SWT always multiplies one deed by ten so you do one thing, you get written as ten good deeds and let's just say for you're able to pray in the masjid so you get 27 times the reward so it's already 270 rewards just by praying dhuhr in the masjid but because it's in Ramadan that gets multiplied by 70 so in essence your one duhr, which is equivalent to 270 rewards that's on the assumption that one the Salat al-Dhuhr is just one good deed so on a normal day you'll get 270 rewards but because it's in Ramadan you multiply that by 70 so that is equal to 18,900 good deeds and if you do that by five prayers, so five prayers, prayed um, on time in the masjid, Um, multiply that by 30 days, that will give you good deeds equivalent to over three million good deeds. SubhanAllah. So a farv gets the reward of 70 farv. And if you were to do it in a masjid, you get 27 times that. So the rewards are multiple. Reading the Quran, for instance, saying, okay, so Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim has 19 letters. Each letter is a a reward by its own self, so you get 19 rewards on a normal day. Um, But no reward is written as one, so every reward is multiplied by 10 automatically. So on a normal day, saying Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim just gives you 190 rewards. But because it's in Ramadan, it gets multiplied by 70. So that gives you the rewards of six thousand three hundred. Another example: if you read one chapter from the Quran, one uh, chapter. It's different from surah. So a chapter can be part of a surah, as opposed to the. No, uh, no. It's normally referred to in the Quran. Uh, each surah is referred to as a chapter, but in fact, a chapter is could encompass an entire surah, or it could be part of a surah. So surah al-Baqarah, for instance, is actually two and a half chapters. But however way you want to see it, so just for the sake of the calculation, so one chapter would roughly have the equivalent of 7,000 letters. Reading that 7,000 letters will give you the reward of 70,000, so 7,000 by 10, outside of Ramadan. But being inside Ramadan, you get 4 million 900,000 rewards, and that could take you, or well, somebody who reads Arabic well, could take them about 45 minutes. So, in 45 minutes, you could get the rewards of nearly 5 million just in 45 minutes. So, this is the beauty of Ramadan. So, you read the Quran, you worship Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala to the best of your abilities, and you get multiples of rewards. And this is what I mean. This goes hand in hand with the second benefit of Ramadan which is that your good deeds will outweigh your bad deeds and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will expose you to these opportunities of attaining high rewards. And also in the hadith of uh, Salman al-Farisi, in the same hadith which is, again I need to quote, is weak, doing a sunnah, a non-obligatory act of worship, will be equivalent to you doing a compulsory act of worship. So a Sunnah will be elevated to the state of a wajib. So um, if for the sake of it, for the sake of... I, I wouldn't even know where to start guessing the figure for. Um, so if you were to pray two rakat Sunnah, it's obviously not the same as the two rakat of Fajr. Fajr being compulsory and obligatory upon you, you'll attain a lot of rewards from there. And the Sunnah might not be as much as a, the compulsory Fajr. But in Ramadan, your Fajr becomes equivalent to 70 Farz and your Sunnah becomes equivalent to the compulsory prayer. And the fourth benefit of this blessed month of Ramadan. This for me um, really touched me, really changed my attitude toward Ramadan. Um, The fourth benefit is the Sijabah Dua. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala will answer your supplication, will not reject your Dua. Your answer will be answered and will be granted by the grace and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala As He Almighty sees fit for you Prophet Muhammad sallallahu says The moment before or straight after your breakfast That little window, that moment before the Maghrib Adan And that moment as soon as you put your dates or you drank water And that moment where you just take that moment and just pull away from that plate And just make a duha. Make a supplication, you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for whatever your heart desires. And ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that your heart desires the Jannah. And then you can ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for whatever worldly affairs you want. Anything you want from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because nothing is beyond Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nothing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can't do. So that moment, that window of opportunity that is open to you. Oh believer of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Oh the person who was fasted well, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala You're fasted out of belief of your conviction and your obligation as a Muslim That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you this as a present Just make a dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But you know what? The sad turn of events The sad thing is that that moment Before we break our fast Or that moment after we especially that moment before do you know what we're doing we're more concerned with the pakoras and the samosas why does this samosa look oilier than this other one why does that person sit that seat we sit there and just talk and talk and talk and we waste that valuable opportunity towards getting our dua our supplication answered that moment that window of opportunity should be almost like a sacred moment for you that moment should not have anything else but just being quiet, sat around your table, sat on the floor, wherever, however way you are. That moment where you just zone out a little bit. You put your hands together and you make a duha. You ask Allah subhanahu wa taala for, to, to attain the jannah. You ask Allah subhanahu wa taala for His mercy. You ask Allah wa ta'ala to protect you and and the entire ummah from entering hellfire. You ask Allah subhanahu wa taala to keep you steadfast on this deen does it have to be about gender and akhira? No. Your dua, in your language, in your accent, can be about anything you so wish. You want to get out of that job. You want to move on. You want to better have a better business. You want a better relationship with your spouse. And that's an important dua, and I highly recommend that. You want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect your loved ones, your little ones. You want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to... Um, cure those who are ill to have mercy upon those who have passed away you are there's so much you can do and pray for but rather we choose to indulge in worldly affairs that moment with shuffling plates and uh, commenting about the food and how hungry you are just just pull back that moment and this is something i've established and we try to keep up to this routine my family where that moment we'd rather but that moment before we break our fast we try to keep it a silent moment naturally the little one does ruin it but we try to the best of opportunity to sit there and take a moment where we just ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for whatever we want the fifth benefit of the blessed month of Ramadan is that We have Laylatul Qadr Laylatul is khayrun min alfi shahar This month the worshipping of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for 83 years And just about 4 months So doing that one raka'ah One prayer That two raka'ahs Is equivalent to you praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For over 83 years Doing that same action for 83 years Non-stop That one ayah That verse of the Quran that you read On Laylatul Qadr will be equivalent to you reading it for every single night for 83 years and 4 months that phone call to a loved one, to a relative will be equivalent to you keeping ties of kinship for 83.4 years that sadaqah, that help, whatever it is is equivalent to you doing that for a thousand months and so, my dear brothers, Laylat al-Qadr should not be taken lightly or should not be something that you put all your eggs in a basket. Um, some people state, and the majority of people state that Laylat al-Qadr it falls on the night of the 27th. So on the day of the 26th of Ramadan, the, that same day, so that's the night of the 27th. Um, the masajids become fuller, uh, they, they arrange special programs, but the true matter of fact is Laylatul Qadr can fall on any of the other odd nights there are some physical signs in terms of the weather being calmer the uh, temperature will be very nice and, and very comfortable and I'm not sure of how accurate these signs are however for a few years in the past if these signs were anything to go by I've experienced these on the night of the 29th. I felt closer to Allah's parental on the night of the 29th. Um, Allah's parental has helped me. I was probably busy for like all eight days before, but then comes on the night of the 29th, suddenly I'm clear, I don't have much to do, and I'm able to focus or stay a bit longer for whatever reason, whether it falls on a weekend or something like that. And so I'm really more convinced with the other majority or the other equivalent majority that says, just worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not your upper gear on the last 10 days and even more on the last odd nights, so the last the night under 21, 23, 25, 27, 29 Don't just worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the 27 Do it every single day as much as possible and now this brings me to a very important point is that a lot of Muslims they really work really hard day one and they really push themselves and they read and you'll see it, you will see it, that your message will be full right to the last wall. And then as the days go by they kinda like the numbers slowly slowly dwindles down. Which is quite sad, but it happens. And then it kinda goes dips the numbers dip, dip, dip for a while and then they kinda like peak at the night of the twenty seventh. And then this then it starts suddenly on the twenty eighth of Ramadan so people just start stopping coming into the message for some reason or another and then it is the numbers dwindle down so my advice is that step it up a notch on the first 10 days uh, first 10-20 days um, better than how it was before Ramadan so obviously you're doing the fasting you're doing more Quran, you're doing more Taraweeh so that's brilliant then comes in the last 10 days you go a bit more if you can take 10 days off or go into work a bit later spend a little bit longer in the Masajid, spend a longer read the Quran and then on the night of the odd nights the 21 23 25 27 29 you try and go full-on those days do whatever you can on those days take out more sadaqa on that day make more phone calls to relatives Um, do whatever it is that pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on those days and at the end of the day if you were to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for like one hour and that's all you can spare for whatever reason it is or half an hour, or 15 minutes, whatever it is. Again, remember it's quality, not quantity. Somebody can be sitting in the nested for all night, but all they're doing is just chatting and talking and and just probably watching something on their phones. Would not attain the same reward as you sat there for 10 minutes, solid sincerity, completely lost in that little conversation between you and Allah, and that little little moment, that little du'a that you have between you and Allah Subhanahu remember, the minute spent on Laylatul Qadr is equivalent to you spending one minute for the next thousand years. If you'd spend an hour, it's equivalent to you worshipping Allah SWT for one hour every single night for over a thousand years a thousand months, sorry. If you would spend five hours or ten hours in the masjid on the odd nights, it will be equivalent to you spending ten hours of worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every single night for a thousand months. So that's how it works. You don't have to spend all night. But do to the best of your abilities and do it with quality, not quantity. It's not the length of time, it's the quality of that time that you spend with you, between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You've had the benefit of having your sins wiped off. We've had the benefit of you being completely protected and having an amnesty from hellfire. You will never enter hellfire. These are benefits of Ramadan. Then we've got the benefits of the multiples of the rewards. Your faradh is equivalent to 70 faradh. Your sunnah is equivalent to you doing a faradh or an obligatory thing. Um, We've had the whole, uh, your dua being accepted. And I've showed you how you're worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're supplicating to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and has one way that's worked for me and I hope inshallah Charlat it works for you in terms of you gaining and attaining what you want from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we've spoken about the fifth benefit of Ramadan and that's Laylatul Qadr now the last one that I can, I would like to conclude with is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with his slave who would want their manager to be pleased with them? everybody who would want the prime minister to be pleased with them? everybody but let's talk about the king of kings the creator the Lord of the heavens and the earth and everything between the commander and um, the sustainer of this entire dunya the one who his mercy is what we seek uh, pleasing him is our goal and aim to enter Jannah is a reward of this if you fast for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pleased with you and imagine if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with you do you think you will live a pity life in this dunya no Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would turn this entire dunya Enslaved for you. You will attain whatever you want so long as you're pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala See the thing is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will look at his slaves And he will tell the angels They have left their food, their drink and their sexual desires for me. Bear witness that I have forgiven their sins Ya Allah, Allah allow us to be amongst those people whom you forgive our sins Oh Allah, allow us to be amongst those people whom you have mercy. Oh Allah, we ask of you to bestow upon us your mercy and forgiveness. Ameen, ameen, ameen. So my dear brothers and sisters, this is Ramadan in our shell. Six benefits that I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we all attain. And it's not hard. It will, it will come with sincerity and out of love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have sincerity and love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, seeking his pleasure. And by the grace and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will reap the reward of the Ramadan. Just try to agree in you, with your family, in your household, friends, relatives, your loved ones, whoever they are, wherever they are. Agree together that you will make this Ramadan the best Ramadan that has ever passed by you. You will have the intentions that this Ramadan will be the month where you will do your best to attain the mercy, forgiveness and the blessings of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. you will do your best to try to worship Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la to the best of your abilities you will seek and supplicate and dua make dua to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la to grant you and all your loved ones and all the Muslims past and present, alive and dead his mercy and forgiveness and inshallah Taala, you will come out of Ramadan a new brother or sister somebody who is closer to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la, somebody who Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la loves to help and is pleased with Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this month becomes the the best month of Ramadan that has passed by you. I'll ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us reach Laylatul Qadr and to help us worship him to the best of our abilities in Laylatul Qadr. I hope you have all enjoyed this episode and I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant me to help me through publishing more episodes. And I hope that you have found this episode beneficial. Should you have any questions, please um, find me on Twitter, YouTube at MydeenIsMyLife. is My Life. Um, Twitter Twitter.com forward slash mydeenismylife on YouTube is youtube.com forward slash mydeenismylife or mydeanismylife at gmail.com or, or nothing is that.com just hit me with any questions suggestions comments and inshallah I will try to incorporate them in future episodes if it's questions about fatwa I will try my utter best to find you the answers um, any little comment will help Positives and negatives, I take criticism very well. I like feedback and I hope that I'll be able to benefit you all for the better and improved episodes as this month goes along. Should you have any suggestions for any episodes or anything that you'd like me to talk about? Don't hesitate to um, put that in the comments. I thank you all so much for listening. I bid you all for your farewell and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this Ramadan the best Ramadan so far. Thank you for listening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.